Hello everyone, thank you for echolocating your way to our new episode. I have one correction straight off the bat. Later in the episode, I accidentally imply that 20% of all mammals are bats. For clarification, bats make up 20% of all classified mammal species. There are 6,495 identified mammals, both alive and extinct. 1,386 of those species are types of bat. For comparison, rodents make up 39% of mammal species, nearly two-fifths, and there are roughly 500 species of primates, so only between 7 and 8% of total mammal species. So that's a lot of types of bats. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Who's there? Bat. Bat who? Bat. Bat who? Better open up wide because it's 30 for knowledge. <laughs> so it wasn't worth it. Not even, not even remotely worth it. And the fact I got it wrong as well also didn't help. Yeah, it didn't help. Um, <laughs> go into your duties, Danny. I'm sorry oh. I took over with a terrible not not joke. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to 30 for knowledge. My name is Danny. And I'm George, and I apologise for the terrible start to the show. My yeah. bad. No. Yeah. I was trying to apology noted, but I accept. I was trying to throw up the formula, but ended up, <laughs> but ended up telling a terrible joke, which I I had full knowledge it was terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, I assumed it was going to be terrible. I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but whatever, it's fine. We'll we'll move on. We'll From that, have you worked out what we're learning about today? I have not. If this is uh, a topic about jokes or the earliest jokes, no, it's talking about bats. Oh, okay. I grabbed the wrong end of the stick there. Today, I'm going to teach you all about bats. Ooh. Now, was this inspired by anything in particular? It was. It was inspired by the trip that a girl, my girlfriend and I took to Costa Rica um, this summer, um, where we learned lots about bats. But I wanted to start off, though, um, before I do any shout-outs and why we're doing this today, I just thought I'd start out with something quite interesting. And we're going to start off with UK bat legislation. I, <laughs> I know you love a bit of legislation. I love it. I, can't, I, oh, I can already... Feel the the internal tickles in my body just yeah. the words UK legislation. How how excited are you right I'm, now? I'm so excited. <laughs> so did you know, Danny, that all bat species, their breeding sites and resting places are fully protected by law? Um, and you're breaking the law if you do certain things to bats, including deliberately capturing, injuring or killing bats, mm-hmm. damaging or destroying a breeding place or resting place. Okay. Obstructing access to their resting or sheltering places, possessing, selling, controlling, or transporting live or dead dead bats or part of them, mm-hmm. or intentionally or recklessly disturbing a bat while it's in a structure or place of shelter or protection. This has already raised many more questions in my head. Yeah, such as uh, why? <laughs> why? And what do you think is the consequence if you're found guilty of doing any of those above offences? I was going to say that they let you get bitten by a bat, but I assume it's more like you get a fine? Don't say prison. No, fine, yeah. Okay. Prison, okay. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so if you if you do any of those offences, you could potentially have up to six months in prison. Wow. Or an unlimited fine. An unli- okay. Like, not even just like, you know... I take the six months, hun- An unlimited fine. That would be... For disturbing bats. Imagine that guy in prison. There's yeah. like some serial killer next to him. It's like, what are you in for? Oh, I, tra- I killed my entire family. <laughs> oh, I just illegally transported some bats. <laughs> or it's just like, I removed a bat and put it into the sunshine and it died. <laughs> Why is it so um, prescriptive just about bats? Like, I assume this, isn't, this doesn't go the same for like a mountain goat or something. Like if you illegally transport a mountain goat, you're not going to be given an unlimited fine. Well, exactly. And there's even a government-backed bat helpline. Excuse me. Run by the Bat Conservation <laughs> Trust. Government-backed bat, backed Co- bat a, helpline. But government, a government-backed bat helpline. Do you know when I wrote that line, I didn't think it'd be that difficult to say because I just wrote it from my head, but it's quite difficult. The government-backed bat helpline. Yeah, say that, yeah, say no, that three times fast. Government back bat help. See, you should have started, instead of a knock, knock joke, you should have started with a tongue twister and been like, what are we going to learn about today? <laughs> um, but you can contact the bat helpline okay. if you think you have a bat roost in or near your house or place of worship and you want to do small-scale works or pest control or have any concerns about bats, you can contact the bat helpline. I just like how, again... It we in, in this country, we are very prescriptive with our laws. Mm. I like the fact that it's specified 
if you have a bat, what's it, a bat roost? A bat roost. A oh, bat roost. Essentially a bat house. A bat house near your own house or your place of worship. And you're concerned about it. Yeah. I like how it doesn't include like, not not near your employer. If it's your employer, it's a completely different phone number. Well, that's their job to deal with the bats Ooh. and look after them. So this is all being inspired by, as I said, my trip to Costa Rica, and specifically to a conservation centre and attraction called the Bat Jungle nice. in Monteverde in Costa Rica, where me and my partner, we learned so much about bats, and I wanted to share that knowledge and shed some light on these creatures. And why exactly is it so strict in the UK about conserving and looking after bats? I mean, after... um some rather public events that happened during 2020. I, I can imagine why there might be some bat-related prescriptions. Oh, no, nothing to do... <laughs> well, nothing to do with that. Okay. Nothing to do with COVID, nothing to do with infections. It's all about how amazing bats are as creatures. Wow. Yeah. So we hear a lot about bees and protect the bees. By the end of this episode, I want you to be in the same place where... Bats and bees are on the same level inside your head. So so you want it to be a case of if I'm walking down the street during a hot summer's day and I see a bat on a pavement, then I should get a teaspoon of sugar and water and feed it. I mean, they, they quite like that. Yeah. But I think if they're looking at it in daylight, it might be too, might too, too, too gone for them. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to shed some light on these amazing creatures and what they do for us. Um, That's a pun. And it's a pun? Maybe not a pun, but shedding light on bats. Shade light on bats is all. Mm. We, we shed some shade on bats. <laughs> let's sh- shed some. Let's shed some lovely shade on lovely bats, shade. Um, where they they can thrive and reproduce their hearts' content because <laughs> they are they are fascinating creatures, which is why we're learning about them today. Uh, the world's smallest bat is the bumblebee bat from Thailand. Mm, I think I've heard of that. And the bat holding the record of the largest bat is the flying fox. Terrifying. Um, and those bats have a wingspan that can be as large as six feet. No, thank you. But they're very cute. <laughs> so. We even learned, mentioning about employers and like buildings, we even learned at the Bat Jungle that it is regulation in the UK that property developers have to include bat houses and bat habitats in new buildings um, as part of like regulation in like property development. So, for example, there's a rule in the UK where a certain percentage of units have to be given to low income families mm-hmm. like sold to the council as co- uh, council properties. Similarly, there's a regulation that if you're building a new property, you have to have some sort of bat roost or bat house installed in the property. This is just, I, I promise I am listening, but just because I've been so overwhelmed with all of, all of this incredible knowledge, that, that that's a UK specific regulation? That's, that's what that's what we were told, although I couldn't find the ruling to back this right. up. <laughs> okay. um, but apparently the UK do lots for looking after bats and Europe in particular is particularly good the UK is doing great things with bats. Wow. Um, so thanks to my girlfriend slash research assistant, Charlotte, for helping me get ready for this episode. She made a cute bat quiz, okay. uh, which I'm going to subject you to, Danny. Oh, wow. Cold, okay. unprepared, <laughs> straight in. Um, and we'll see how you get on. I can't wait. But I'm using this as a kind of structure for our episode today. Okay. So starting off with my first quiz question about bats. Oh, okay. So we're not even waiting to the end to do the quiz. You're just oh, going to no. quiz me during this. Yeah. Knowing. And I'm going to correct your awful knowledge oh, okay. as we go along. <laughs> okay. So my first question, Danny, you ready? I'm ready. Right. Oh, oh man, I should have come up with a really cool like game show name uh, for bats. Uh, 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 the bat is right. No. The bat is right. Uh, <laughs> we all love bats. <laughs> <laughs> the weakest bat. Do you I want know. to be a battlinaire? Bat- yeah, oh, yeah. Let's do that one. Do you want to be a battlinaire? Do you want to be a battlinaire? Right. Okay. Here we go. Number one. There's no phone. A friend. Like, the friend is me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's phone a bat, and when you phone back, it's just <laughs> just high pitch, and you're like, and you're like squeaks and clicks. <laughs> um, so, how fast can the fastest bat fly? Question one. Hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't how fast can a cheetah run? Um, 60 um, miles per hour. 70 uh, miles per hour, sorry. You have that info yeah. to hand. Okay. Uh, let's say 40 miles an hour okay. for a bat. The Brazilian free-tailed bat can achieve speeds of 99.6 miles per hour. Uh, essentially 100 miles per hour, <laughs> making it the fastest flying creature on the planet. That's horrifying. Faster than any bird at level flight. So the peregrine <laughs> falcon can dive... Uh-huh. 
um at like nearly i think it was like nearly like two or three hundred miles per hour but that's a that's dive. diving that's, that's using a, that's gravity. a straight down gravity flight okay. fl- flat dive. you're saying this level pa- flight this particular bat can flap its wings at great speed and go faster than most of the trains in the uk so for comparison a cheetah's top, spe- top speed is 70 miles per hour mm-hmm. uh, and the common swift which is known to be one of the world's fastest birds is recorded at 69 miles per mm-hmm. hour at level flight and apparently as a, there's a species of swift the white-throated needle tail that supposedly has a flight speed of over 100 miles per hour but it's old data and there's questions over the data's validity by measured like current scientific standards, yeah, the Brazilian free-tailed bat is the fastest flying creature. I would never step outside if I was in Brazil. I would just never go out. So it's quite interesting. You're throwing up these like kind of conceptions of like bats being terrifying, <laughs> yeah. and like they are misconceptions. We'll get on to why a little bit later. Not so, necessarily because it's a bat. I'm saying if a flying winged mammal <laughs> yeah. came out of the dark and came at me at a hundred miles an hour. That's a, like, do you remember like drive safe ads? Yeah. Where, like if you hit me at 20 miles, like you're more likely to survive. Yeah. If a bat hits you at a hundred miles an hour, you're never making it. But a bat will never hit you. You don't know that. Oh, I know, but I do. <laughs> okay. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about why okay. a bat would never bump into you. Unless it wants to. Unless it wants to. Yeah. Unless it's disorientated for whatever reason. Leave those bats alone. <laughs> Question two, how do bats navigate? I, I believe traditionally it's known uh, that they use a form of sonar. Like their own personal sonar where they click, click, click and they get the echoes back and mm. use that? Or is that just something that movies lie to me about? Well, it's actually called echolocation. Echolocation, okay. Yeah. Sonar is probably a bit too high tech. Well, sonar is more, we, we use those uh, as humans, as you know, we have our car radar systems. Mm-hmm. Whereas echolocation is, is like slightly different to that. So bats can emit, so echolocation is high pitch clicks or squeaks. Mm-hmm beyond the range of human hearing known as ultrasound. Ah, So when a sound wave hits an object, it bounces back, and this returning sound is known as an echo. So special special muscles in a bat's throat allow them to make ultrasound clicks 190 times a second from the back of their throats, and their ears have specialised folds that allow them to pick up a larger area of sounds around them. So the speed of a sound Bouncing back helps bats determine their distance to an object. Okay. I didn't... See, I I knew roughly about the concept of how they yeah. use... Uh, the same as dolphins as well. Yeah. I didn't realise it was 190 times a second. Because mm. I was like, how how good... But it makes sense, right? Because how good of an image are you going to get back in your head if you only do it like once a second? Exactly. So... As the sound waves go out, they get bounced back as echoes, and they can tell if an insect is changing direction due to the changes in the ultrasound's pitch mm-hmm. from the returning echo. And so thanks to echolocation, bats are able to determine the size, the location, the proximity, and the motion of its prey, and they interpret all this information as easily as we see with our eyes. This doesn't make me feel better. Like like the idea of that Brazilian bat coming at me and still having a perfect image of me, no matter mm. what's going on, is equally terrifying. And the classic idiom, as blind as a bat, mm-hmm. uh, makes people think that bats can't see. Um, it's, actually, it's actually a shortened version of the original idiom, which is, as blind as a bat at noon. Mm-hmm. So oh. the original saying, because this is like the bastardised version, as blind yeah, as yeah. a bat, the original version is blind as a bat at noon. So... Bats' vision, bats actually have excellent eyesight, and then some bats' vision is better than dolphins and humans. So not only do they have incredible eyesight anyway, like 20-20 vision, but they also have the superpower of echolocation as well. So even if you had a smoke bomb or something, it's of no use because they'll still... Echolocate their way out of it. Um, And so not only are they able to use their eyes and echolocation, but it just makes them like excellent hunters and <laughs> able to map their surroundings like to incredible detail. They need to be stopped at all costs. And the the kind, the phrase, as blind as about at noon, obviously their eyes are specialised for low light vision and disturbing a bat while it's sleeping. Um, and like, this is why the UK legislation is there. Disturbing a bat while it's sleeping can easily kill it. Because exposure to to sunlight when they're not expecting it, or you know, it's it's just too much, and you disturb them while they're sleeping, they can have like cardiac cardiac arrest and die. Jesus. So right. when you see if you see bats in the day and they're flying about like crazy, and like that's when they would bump into you because yeah. they're just so disorientated. Yeah. But if you're at nighttime, they're just you know incredibly agile and like that's versatile. When they're, 
At their peak. At their peak, at the peak of their powers. Whereas daytime is not their powers, that's why they sleep during the day. <laughs> the peak of their powers. So, question three. How many mosquitoes can bats eat in one evening? We all know how much we love mosquitoes. We all love a good mosquito. Um, God, I hate them so much. They're absolute villains of the world. Um, I would guess, if we're talking a whole night time... A whole night time. And I'm wondering if it's the kind of thing where it's like, where whales eat plankton or whatever, they just take a big mouthful of like yeah. four million of them at once. Just flying about their mouths wide open. Going at 100 miles an hour, collecting every mosquito out of there. I'm still not over it. Um, like, do you know, like when you're in um, uh, me, myself, and Irene, when that you're pedaling, going, they're going so fast down the motorway, just getting pummeled by <laughs> yeah. insects on the windscreen, on the helmet. Okay, now, now it's that, but now imagine it's a giant bat riding a motorbike. Let's say in the realm of 10,000. Oh, that's a massive guess. Oh, it's, I mean, no, that's a lot. Yeah. 3,000 mosquitoes okay. or, slash insects per night. Okay. That's, uh, I mean, it's still thousands. It's still that's a lot. one bat. Yeah, that's yeah. one bat going to town on that. So, and like a lot of these things, the, in, the insects that the birds eat on the wing, all of them are, are pests a lot mm-hmm. of the time. So all of this like pest consumption like, also protects our farms. Nice. And, our, and our, the, the yields from our farms because they're eating like, you know, the plants, predators essentially. Yeah. Uh, and bats have been documented eating bugs that attack pecans, almonds, rice, cotton, corn, coffee, sugarcane, tomatoes, cucumbers and beans. And without bats, we wouldn't have tequila. Now that is... is... That's a fair trade-off yeah. for scary winged mammals of the night. Although the agave plants have a long coexistence with long-nosed bats in particular. <laughs> and they only pollinate at night to allow bats to feed from their nectar, making bats their primary pollinator. Oh. So if we were to lose bat populations, we would lose a lot of the foods that we enjoy eating. Um, so speaking of pollination, when bats feed on nectar, their fur gets covered in like sticky pollen, which mm-hmm. is then spread to another plant when they move on to feed. Bats are capable of travelling vast distances in one evening, meaning more flowers are pollinated as a result. Over 300 species of fruit depend on bats for pollination. And fruit-eating bats in particular play an important role in the lives of many plants on the planet, acting as dispersers of seeds. So they do what the thing, they do the thing that uh, like bumblebees normally do, where they just go from plant to plant exactly. and pollinating. I, I have this idea, worrying idea in my head. Like, you know, whenever you see like a dystopian film and they say something like, oh, we've only got this many plants left and we need a way to yeah. sort of... I have this horrifying idea that in the future there's just going to be millions more bats because it's like, it's the only way we can yeah. save the plants. <laughs> um, and do you know what a seed disperser is? No. So a seed disperser, going back to like, I don't know, like... It yeah. sounds like a thing that disperses seeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's essentially, <laughs> it's what it's seeds. So some plants are adapted to disperse their own seeds, mm-hmm. like the um, dandelion. You can blow the seeds, mm-hmm. and like the seeds like flow away. With other plants, they require or rely on fish or birds or um, monkeys to disperse their seeds okay. in from the fruit, and they poop them out. So when bats poop guano, they are deposited, depositing seeds already in their own ready-made fertiliser. As soon as, they're, as soon as they get pooped out, they're ready to grow in wow. this like, fertiliser that feeds the uh, seeds. And often miles from the mother plant, which is amazing for biodiversity. And it's an incredibly important role, especially for areas of forests that have been damaged by human interaction. So bats can restore those cleared or damaged areas of the forest. Uh, and this has prompted some biologists to call the bat the gardener of the Ooh. forest, because they're going around planting the seeds as a farmer would. This is all things I didn't know. And the other thing is their metabolism is so fast. So they have it, to eat 3,000 insects a exactly. night. Exactly. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy to stay on the wing all night, constantly flying around and using muscles rather than diving like and gliding like birds do. So they eat and then poop like two minutes later. So it's constant like all night. They sound, like, they sound closer to hummingbirds than mm. like anything else. Some of them are. So we'll get on to ones that have like really like long necks in a bit as well. Uh, not long necks, long tongues. Ugh. So like get a nectar as well. But it takes us like, what, four hours to like digest our food and Does go it? from like <laughs> eating to excreting. It takes right. us like four hours. For some, for, for some, some people. For some, some people. people. <laughs> I don't know what like the kind of sad typical one. For some people it's like two. Sometimes it depends on how much coffee you've drunk. Sometimes it depends on how nervous you are in the morning. It's just like... Just go through like a sharp sword. So already, I'm glad we're picking up on the fact that essentially bats are as important as bees, let's say, or birds would be to 
keeping our biodiversity alive and keeping our, our farming going and just keeping like the natural order of things in I, nature. I absolutely wouldn't disagree with any of that. And um, I think you'd agree with me that like bats get a really bad rep. I was going to say, I don't disagree with any of that, but the idea of a hundred mile an hour bat is still terrifying. To yeah. Me. And I think so many people in the world have that conception of bats as terrifying as disease ridden and I like, mean the PR for them the past two years hasn't been hasn't fantastic. been great and we could talk about that in a bit as well because it definitely needs that's to, wrong <laughs> it definitely needs a bit of image rehabilitation a hundred percent and that is what this episode is all about <laughs> is that is that is that our contribution yeah a hundred percent um okay. so the scientific name so bats is a chiroptera chiroptera doesn't help um which is great but what does it mean do you think it's c-h-r c-h-i-r-o P-T-E-R-A. Chiroptera? Yeah, so... Um, terror... Wait, that, that's something to... Like to pterodactyl. Yeah, I was going to say. So that means like flying or something. And you've got chiropractor. Chiropractor. So what, like spine flyer or something? Oh, it's like not that not that far off. What is it? Uh, it's called... It's hand wing. Hand wing? Yeah. Okay. Because pterodactyl means like winged terror or something like that isn't it i, th- I thought the terror bit was the flying bit terror is like wing yeah okay and um, so it means hand wing so if okay. you look at the bones in the wing of a bat it's, it's actually like a bit freaky <laughs> because you can see it quite clearly when you're just looking at the bones how there's a wrist mm. there's an elbow there's a thumb well, the, and there's fingers well because they're, they're mammals so it's exactly. like they, they just happen to have a lot of extra skin between all the th- yeah, the bits. they have membrane between the fingers. Yeah. So bat wings work differently to a bird's wings as they're sp- specialised for agility in complex environments. Mm-hmm. So in forests, like having to like dodge trees and, okay. you know, that means they can dodge things like um, electricity pylons and things like that. So thinking about those sensors again, being able to dodge like really complex environments to be able to like chase prey down. And thanks to all of the joints present in their wings and their ability to adapt the membrane between their fingers, um, they're able to fly more efficiently, whereas birds can only move their wings in particular directions. Yeah, they're more... I mean, they're flies, but they're also more gliders. Yeah, than, and, they're kind of, and, and their, their range of movement is limited. Mm-hmm. Whereas bats are able to... Birds can like, spread their, their feathers out in fans, but they can't, you know rapidly change direction yeah. as bat, as easily as a bat can. Um, bats can change direction rapidly in order to chase insects. And although they may look like a hot mess, like when they're flying together, <laughs> when they're flying in a bunch, it like seems like erratic and like chaotic. Yeah. But bats never bump into each other. Despite it looking mad, like a mess. they would never like actually bump into another creature due to their incredible senses and like their maneuverability. Yeah. So that kind of idea of like people being scared of like a bat flying into their hair and getting trapped and like scream like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> like that would like never happen unless like, that was like disorientated in some way. It was, I think, I think the first image I ever saw of a scary bat might have been Jumanji. It's that bit where yeah. at the start where the bats come and then the girl falls over or something and there's like, just a bat on her shoulder going, yeah. and she screams and runs away. Jumanji is such a great film. Isn't, I've re- I recently rewatched it. It's fantastic. It hasn't done great things to the bat's image. It hasn't done <laughs> great things to a lot of people's image, quite frankly. But uh, yeah. We're definitely talking about the, the original Jumanji. Original Jumanji. I haven't seen the new ones yet. The first new one was all right. Yeah? Dees. Did it have... They have any, nothing on the first one. Did it have any bats? I can't remember, actually. Well, then, what even is the point in watching it? So, actually, that brings us to our next question, which you've already hinted at. Are bats... Question five. Are bats more closely related to humans or mice? That feels like a trick question, because... That feels like a trick question, because I would immediately say mice, because like it looks like a mouse with big leather wings. Mm. And the kind of, again, societal adage is like a rodent with wings. A rodent with wings. So, I'm going to swing for the fences here and say human? Yeah. Yes. 100%. Bats are more closely related to humans... Than they are to rodents. How? Uh, humans and bats have evolved from the same placental mammal ancestor. So if you follow our lines back, we're all bats and humans. I think even whales, we're all descended from the same mammal ancestor. That ancestor got busy. Yeah. So bats have live young like us mm-hmm. and they're called pups. Ooh, hmm. Okay. I've never thought about the young of bats before. I've yeah. seen a million birds. Uh, children, what are they called? Chicks. Chicks. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was it's been a long. Gather round, birds, children. Bird children. 
<laughs> bird parent is speaking. No, but yeah, I don't think I've ever seen like the youngling of a bat before. Yeah, it's or a pup. Yeah, okay, which is cute. Yeah, and they nurse them like we do. Mm-hmm. They're not just like abandoned. They're also incredibly social, existing in massive colonies. I have to keep reminding myself that yeah, they're mammals. Like like of course they're yeah. like like they don't come out of an egg. No, they're not, they're not a platypus. And then they're not they're not rats. They're you know they. Yeah. They are incredibly social animals. They exist in like massive colonies, um, and like I mean, like rats do too. But in Bracken Cave on the northern outskirts of San Antonio, Texas, is home to the world's largest bat colony with more than fifteen million Mexican free-tailed bats. <laughs> and this colony, on a summer night, can consume over a hundred tons of crop pests, such as moths, that are eating the farmers. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say something along lines of like when this entire colony is in flight, they block out the sun. Kind of. Well, thing. it's like it's, it's imagine such an incredible sight to see to see like the whole colony on the wing. I imagine it would block out like the moon and just like half the sky because it's so enormous. There must be at least a couple of cases of Texans just shooting into the colony. <laughs> but they they every I think most countries are working really hard, particularly in America as well. Like us, they're working hard to protect these species because mm-hmm. a lot of them are heading towards like being critically endangered. Injured. And like it's only now that we're discovering how oh, important oh all our tequila is, is dependent. Yeah, on these exactly. Guys. Um, and then bats hold the record for the world's largest mammal migration. Um, from October to the end of December, up to 10 million straw-coloured fruit bats meet and mate in the Kansanka National Park in Zambia. They come there for the abundance of fruit which the forest produces after the first rains. So that's two world records bats hold that we've spoken about so far. That's a lot. Largest uh, mammal migration in the world mm-hmm. and fastest. Uh, mammal wings <laughs> just 10 million of them flying at 100 miles an hour I know it's not them but it's just a thought of it. <laughs> it's like it's like a missile it's like yeah. a colony of missiles flying at you um, question 6 you know the answer to this one already okay. ready, but I have thrown a lot of information at you <laughs> what is the largest type of bat oh, uh, 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 uh. its name sounds like another animal it's the fox. Yes. Um, yes. The flying fox. Flying fox. And it has a wingspan of six feet. That was the one. The one. It's very cute. It's 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 wingspan is longer than us. Yeah. Like, I, up to six feet. Yeah, it could be two. incredibly enormous. It's tall, definitely taller than me if you spread your wings out. Yes. Um. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. You are a bit shorter than a sideways bat. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, I mean, like in terms, you know when you see those like um those infographics of like just like the size of things yeah. just like a human being and they're just like one bat just one bat <laughs> wait, wait isn't it like the albatross has like uh, mm. some insane wingspan the, the albatross has the largest uh, bird wingspan yeah um, and also an interesting fact we're talking about the tongue some bats have really long tongues which they've evolved to reach nectar and difficult to reach mm-hmm. plants um, and one species the hummingbird bat has a tongue half the size of its body <laughs> and it's like hidden in its stomach it's soft. So it's just like rolled up inside its stomach. I think I have seen footage of that because it does act very similar to a hummingbird. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing, like trying to get um, nectar that's deep into a plant. Um, and my last question, what percentage of all classified species of mammal are bats? Percentage of all classified mammals are so bats. So all, of all the mammals that we know of... How much of them are bats? What percentage of the total of all mammals are bats? Hmm... I would hazard a guess at 5%. They account for 20%. A fifth. I was about to shout out a very loud curse word. What do you mean a fifth <laughs> of all mammals are bats? Uh, 20% of the overall mammal, mammal population in the world are bats. That's More it. than any other mammal group other than rodents. That's. I'm trying to think of, of any other mammal where I'm like, that's a lot of mammals. I mean... We have a lot of cows. So more than more than primates, more than cows. What what what's the I was about to say avian, that's birds. Bovine. Bovine. Hmm. So more than bovine, more than any kind of farm animal that's mm. ever whales, dolphins. Whales and dolphins make sense. I, I I'm like, yeah, that's fair. We, like a lot of them are having trouble, so I was like, fair enough, but I'm trying to think of like we mass produce like Mice and rats animals. are the, Mice the rodents rats. are the biggest population. Yeah. And so it's like mice, other rodents, bats. Bats. Okay. Again, I don't know if this whole episode was meant to help rehabilitate the image of the bats. It certainly hasn't for me so far. It's not working yet. <laughs> They're so misunderstood and understudied now. No, nah, I do, I do, I, I do appreciate the idea that um, it's like yes, they are helping to 
pollinate and uh, help increase the biodiversity of places and help rebuild um, ecosystems and all that. But they do still terrify. They're me. still terrifying. They're still terrifying. I think, that's, I think that's okay. Yeah. It's like understanding that spiders are amazing. Yeah. But I don't want to have anything to do. No, no, I wouldn't want them like flying at me. Yeah. Um, in this, in the back jungle, we had the opportunity to go in and see incl- the enclosure, which had um, hundreds of like bats that were injured but now live on the site. Okay. And they're just so cute. <laughs> and it was. So What's the cu- actual face look like? They're just like they look like little puppies. Really? Yeah, they just look like flying foxes. They're just like little dogs. They have like Labrador faces. I've seen a couple of like. Like, like you know whenever like on the internet every so often they'll just like clips will do the round of I don't know a bat eating a watermelon or something while yeah. wrapped in a towel or something and they do look cute yeah but they also do demolish that watermelon very quickly <laughs> they do eat a lot of fruit we watched them we watched them eating like chunks of watermelon and it was really cute and just like absolutely destroying it and they, like, they're violent they're like a minute later it's like little poops coming out it's great <laughs> um, and that, that, that's stuff that's called guano guano like yeah, yeah. shakaka no. Ace Ventura episode uh, number two do you remember the white bat that he has to say? <laughs> Shakaka! <laughs> See, I was going to go with a different reference because I didn't Again, know... Again, bat revered another culture. Mm-hmm. In that East Ventura, that, oh, yeah, that they, culture, yeah, they, they revered they, the bat. They do that. It's been a while since I saw the movie. I, I was going to go with a different reference because I didn't know that bat droppings were called guano until I don't know, a few years ago or something. Yeah. But I remember playing GTA San Andreas and there's a bit where you can go into a fast food restaurant. and Jokes. And there's a bit where, like, like, you remember, like, whenever you ordered food, the guy behind the counter would, would he'd, he'd have some random bit of dialogue that was meant to be yeah. funny. And I remember, always remember one where he would say, you order a, like a, a random non sequitur. Yeah. yeah. You'd order a meal and he'd be like, 10% guano. <laughs> and I never understood what he was saying until recently. You're like, just like, delicious. Oh, <laughs> that's what he's saying. Oh, I've got to love this subtle humour of Rockstar Games. Yeah. <laughs> Those, like, non sequiturs in there. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, my intention is for this episode, by the end, to... to if you're not... If you're still terrified... Then I, I don't know. I, I, th- I think, in theory, I'm like, yeah, I'm cool with this. I understand they're very important to the environment. Yeah. I will do everything I can to protect them. However, the next time I'm anywhere remotely near bats and there's, like, a dark cave and all I hear is squeaking, I am running for the hills. <laughs> and as long as you don't disturb them, the I UK won't, government no. won't have a problem with you. Okay, okay. Um, so... You can see why the UK legislation is the way it is, because at least we're recognising the importance of bats to the ecosystem. I didn't even realise that the UK had an, enough of a population of bats to yeah. require legislation. Um, and thinking about other cultures, did you know that bats are worshipped in Chinese culture? I did not. Um, so Chinese art is rich with images of bats. Uh, bats fly joyously across fabrics and tapestries, jewellery and porcelain are carved into jade and ivory and adorn the columns and facades of palaces and the thrones of emperors. Um, they're seen as symbols of good luck and happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and bats are few rivals in Chinese culture and the admiration for bats in the culture is ancient. Um, the Chinese word for bat is fu, which is pronounced the same as the word for good fortune. Um, and in the culture, they are said to represent five blessings. And so in decorations, you might see five flying bats mm-hmm. around a symbol. And so the five bats represent five um, blessings um, that are represented by them and their, their nature. I don't, I'm, I'm by no means an expert on Chinese culture. <laughs> it's, it's one of the many things I know nothing about. But I don't recall seeing bats in much of the artwork um, we'll, I'll get some images up for you later yeah. and it's just like oh it's a bat yeah it might I, I don't like yeah I was going to say I'm wondering if, if maybe I interpreted maybe I would maybe I made the assumption of like why would there ever be a bat yeah. in this picture and it's actually just oh that's very obviously a bat now so in this in this like kind of like ancient Chinese culture the the blessings that bats represent are first of all one virtue mm-hmm. which is you know, high moral standards are seen uh, as important to living a good life and bats represent this because they're seen as harmless good nature and vital to the natural balance of the world. I know we're I know we're going to get into this, or we might be getting into this a bit later. But um, I do wonder how much of that's changing. <laughs> mm. I remember what we said earlier about like them being like nature's gardeners yes. and like keeping insect populations down. So that kind of you know that they bring that natural balance to the world, like how as humans or to be a good human, you need to have balance as mm-hmm. well. 
Um, the second blessing is longevity. Mm-hmm. Bats are seen in Chinese culture as immortal. And because they can, they dwell in caves and be seen in caves, they're kind of seen as gatekeepers to like yeah. the immortal plane. Yeah. Uh, in reality, bats can live for a very long time. Uh, the world record was 41 years old for Oof. one bat, uh, while some species can live up to 30 years old. That's... Again, it's a thing I'd never thought of, and, and I'm still processing how I feel about it. Like a hedgehog can live up to five years, a shrew, <laughs> a shrew like three. I think mice and rats even less than that. Okay, so yeah, so they're definitely closer to humans in yeah. that regard. <laughs> uh, the third blessing is good health. Mm-hmm. Bats are practically never ill and are mm. immune to most diseases. Wow. They've evolved over a millennia to live with viruses and have therefore adapted their immune response. So when we are attacked by a virus, our immune response goes into overdrive, trying to burn the infection out. And yeah. that, that is the main reason why we get ill, is our immune system going nuts. Yeah. Um, and that's what damages our cells and, and allows the infection to like get even worse. Um, because bats, their metabolism is going so quick, they, they, they're... The, temperature of them when they're flying is so hot anyway they're just used to it they're used to their bodies being this temperature so when they have an immune response to a virus that's already within them they their immune response is limited their immune response is chill so they don't get sick the way that we would get sick it's just more guano it's just more guano being pooped out so they've got these incredible like gene repair centers inside their bodies which keeps their tissue and their dna young Mm -hmm. In com- young and healthy in comparison to other mammals. So essentially, like, they're regenerating quicker, more efficiently. The dead cells are replaced so much m- more efficiently than they would in other mammals. See, I didn't watch Morbius, but I did see the trailers. <laughs> yeah. <And> it- <laughs> so Morbius didn't come to a head drink, any of this. <laughs> I erased that film from my memory. I didn't watch it. I just saw the trailer, and I remember in the trailer something like, "This bat has like healing properties that like no other animal has." I will treat myself like I'll treat my lifelong illness by like, yeah. injecting myself with bat blood or whatever. And I was like, "That seems ridiculous." <laughs> but that's but, a great. That's also very bad for you. Oh yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. But I can see now where, where some comic book writer back in the sixties yeah. was probably like, "Hmm, this could work." That's a great. Yeah. Um, and, and so this, I mean, as you said there, like you know, that kind of, like, pseudoscience, like, bats might hold the key to cures and treatments. And there's a lot we can learn from their immune systems, new Mm -hmm. treatments, new vaccines. I mean, it does mean they are loaded with disease um, (laughs) because they've just learnt to live with it. Yeah. Um, Their bodies, they can be carriers for dangerous diseases. So you should never, you know, handle a wild animal, let alone a bat anyway, because you don't know what you're exposing yourself to. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, we could talk about what happened in Wuhan in mm-hmm. a moment. Um, let's go through the through the blessings. But, yeah, there's a lot we can learn from bats' immune systems, which would, could very much help us in the future. Um, the fourth blessing is wealth. Um, again, bats in, the, in, in Chinese culture are a symbol of good luck and also their benefit to farmers and crop yield. You know, mm-hmm. like, with bats around, your crop is more efficient, you get more money from it. That makes sense. Yeah. bringing wealth to you. And finally, the fifth blessing that bats represent is a peaceful death Ooh. or dying at the right time, at the right age, uh, or in the way that nature intended. Bats live for a very long time and then, like, they bow out. You yeah. know? So that that a blessing of having a peaceful death, guardian of the underworld, bats that represent like, all of those things in that culture. I guess, yeah, you, n- you never really think of um, there being... Of, of bats being preyed upon or anything. So you never mm. see... It's it's not like a common thing to see a bat being chased down and eaten or whatever. It's just, yeah, they just go somewhere and die of old age or whatever. Absolutely. And that goes back to their uh, their adaptations for survival. They do have like natural predators mm. like owls and snakes, depending on the size of the bat. Um, I bet they're not messing about with that six foot wingspan one though. The jaguar, jaguar would love to get one of those. Flying fox, <laughs> delicious. But um, they're kind of so they hang upside down. Why is that incre- like? Why is that like a really useful thing? They hang upside down. They so at any moment they're ready to like drop and go. So if they are attacked by a predator, they don't need to get up. Mm-hmm. They literally just 
let go. I was going to ask if this was one of the things that you were going to answer because I was trying to think. I was like, why did it hang upside down? No right. one else hangs upside down. This is very upsetting. So it's 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 sort of like a lifeboat on a on a cruise ship, essentially ready to launch, ready to launch at any moment. So they've got a a special adaptation in their claws which allows them to hang without using any energy. Mm-hmm. So they latch on, and it doesn't require them any energy to like stay on. They just like clip on to whatever they're hanging on to. Have a bit of kip. And have a bit of kip and have their smooths. I wonder if they've got... They must have something in their bodies that makes it so that they don't have blood rushing to their head at all times. Yeah, they must have, like, some sort of, like, adaptation mm. which way, like, the blood goes in the body. I mean, if they can make a squeaky sound 190 times a second, they must have something. They must have something. Regulates their blood a bit better. So they're hanging, expending no energy, but by hanging at all... And then as soon as a predator, they're warned of a predator, they need to get away, they let go. They're already flying. They're at top speed in, like, moments. That sounds pretty awesome, actually. So it's just, like, no wonder they can live for so long. They can have <laughs> such, like, you know, they have, like, such rich lives. Like, they, they're survivors. They can go. Um, and it's a myth that bats, like, are the main carriers of rabies, that you're going to get rabies from a yeah. bat. Less than 1% of the bat population, bearing in mind how many there are, less than 1% of the bat population has rabies. Okay. But that doesn't mean you can just handle a bat because they do carry disease, and a lot like, much like other animals do, um, because of their amazing, like, adaptations to disease, you know, they can carry deadly things, but... That they're not responsible, like bats aren't responsible for like COVID nineteen. Mm. COVID nineteen has been present in their bodies for a long time already before Wuhan happened. Mm-hmm. But we talking about the bushmeat market. You're talking about having several different species of animals essentially rubbing up against each other yeah. in a tight, unhygienic, packed marketplace full of. Animal feces, unwashed humans, unwashed animals rubbing together. The bushmeat market is what was probably responsible for the spread of COVID-19. Where someone's eaten some undercooked raw bat meat and has got themselves infected. And again, unhygienic humans and butchers handling this meat. Like, melting pot waiting to happen. Yeah, you make it sound like it was kind of a an inevitable thing at some point. Considering Kind of kind of was if the bushmeat market continues. Yeah. so I bats, know those things. bats can't get stuck in your hair unless they're <laughs> disorientated. They expert flyers and won't bump into anything. Um, they're just too awesome at flying. They're, yeah, uh, yeah, it certainly sounds like it. Unfortunately, bats are currently at risk from a fungal infection called the white nose syndrome, which is having a massively damaging effects on the American bat populations at the moment, which is a bit sad. Fungal infection? Yeah, so anything we can do that can support the, the bats during their white nose syndrome attack at the moment would be great because it's like critically endangering them um but like just like bees and i mean it's it's the three bees apparently we have to look after birds bees bees and bats and bats okay we've got to look after them danny we We must defend (laughs) the bat also i need to find every bat with a white nose and nurse it back to health yeah 100 percent. give it a tissue to blow its nose i don't know much about the white nosed um syndrome but it's a massive problem at the moment For many bat species. I mean, it's terrible. Okay, speaking as uh, an uneducated person, it does sound like... um... Sorry, let me rephrase that. Speaking as someone who's probably watched too much TV and played too many games, hearing about a bat with a fungal infection, I can't help but think of, you know, zombie apocalypse and Last of Us and all that kind of stuff. I, I I can't help it. Like, oh, there's a fungal infection in the bat species and... Yeah, it's just raised eyebrows and side eye all all around, being like, and then suddenly you, you just you don't want clickers from like the last of us, like yeah. Like but it does. They use like, echolocation as well. Exactly. <gasps> That's the thing. It sounds like a very plausible. I like. I wouldn't be surprised if the writers of the Last of Us heard about this and just went, "Yeah, that we're doing that." <laughs> um. But that's 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 bats. That's bats. I'm shocked that um, because there's been plenty of info and all that. Uh, I'm surprised that uh, you you didn't go into Morbius, which is very understandable because no one wants to hear about Morbius. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even see it, and I I'm surprised it never even crossed my no mind once while preparing for this episode. But I do wonder at what point um, and how much uh, kind of damage was done to the bats. Um, reputation because of something like vampires and dracula absolutely i mean all of our kind of cultural associations of bats have come from you know witches familiars halloween dracula blood sucking Mm. like there are species of bats that do drink blood but 
they would never go for humans because yeah. we are dangerous creatures who are very mobile. And I imagine bats very quickly learn that <laughs> not to do <laughs> not to go for humans because we will destroy them. But if you're a, 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 like a blood drinking bat, and then you've got a cow in a field who isn't very mobile, <laughs> can't reach like a section of it to like defend itself yeah. from from like attack. They're going to go for like an easy target. Yeah, you're going to go for that cow flank. If you yeah, a hundred percent. I do have this very vivid memory. I I'm not a well read fellow, uh, and I haven't read much, but um, I do remember this one book in in primary school. I was reading it as I don't know, about these two guys going on some uh like expedition in the Amazon trying to find a blood sucking bat and they have this whole account of when a blood sucking bat did come for one of them. Right, so he okay. was like sleeping in a hammock and he and he was like quiet and he felt the bat like fly towards him. And apparently the bat like uh bathed a bit of the guy's arm skin in, in saliva to numb it and then started drinking. Delicious. And and the whole time the guy's like observing and being quiet. I'm like, was that all <laughs> Lies? <laughs> did, did, did a school book lie to me when I was a child? I think potentially that could have been a lie. That, that, could be a, that could be a, some, some exciting fiction. But fiction nonetheless, Danny. <laughs> very much fiction. Um, and that's why, that's why you know, people have very negative attitude, attitudes towards that because of like, associations like that you just mentioned. And yeah, like you know, Dracula and that association with like, the macabre. Yeah. So with, um, with Halloween coming up, will you be shouting at people in the streets at anyone dressed up like a vampire being like actually it's not the case that's so cool yeah i used to come up with a slogan that's like kind of like fish are friends not food but uh, bats bats are bros not bastards i don't know yes. bats are bros not what rhymes with pests <laughs> bats are uh bats are bros not uh, beasts? No, they are still beasts. Absolutely horrific. The next half an hour of the episode is going to be okay, us coming okay, up with okay, a... Okay, we're going to edit perfect. none of this. We're just yeah, going to leave we're all, gonna this, keep all going. the silence in. What rhymes with essential? <laughs> Brosential. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean with that's essential? a bro-sential. That, that's a, yeah, yeah, they're bro-sential. They're bros and they're essential. Yeah. There you go. Bats are bro-sential. Bro-sential. Yeah. Bro-sential bats. Bro-sential. I love There we go. No one will know it. You can get it printed on a million t-shirts. No one will ever understand what we're talking about. No, I know. <laughs> I, I the, the, the front will be Bats of Center, and then the back will just be the script of this episode with all of the information. <laughs> just bullet points. Yeah. Bullet point It'll be tiny of, text. Of, of, of so tiny text. Um, I think, I, I think we'll have to leave this, uh, leave this, leave it with us. Right. I, I'll have to think about this. But I feel, I feel like there's a funny, there's a funny pun in there. There is. I'm just struggling right now. Yeah. I mean, well, we came up with, uh, the, the quiz as who wants to be a battleionaire or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that didn't work even remotely. You didn't use any of your lifelines, Danny. I did. I, well, I mean, I, you I did I, phone I, a bat friend. I did. Well, well, as we established, if I phone a bat friend, it's just you know down <laughs> my ear. Um, it's ultrasound noise. It's just like he's just nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't comprehend what they're saying because I'm not <laughs> evolved enough. Uh, I can't ask an audience because we don't have an audience. It's yeah. just me and you. Uh, and three, uh, fifty-fifty. There weren't four options. You just no. said you just said what? <laughs> you were like, tell me all the info that you don't know. Um, but are you still thirty for knowledge, Danny. I'm massively thirty for knowledge, and I, I I want to go on an expedition into the UK woods now to see if I can find a bat to not disturb it. What well, just to see it, observing it, just to observe time. it, and then to run away as respect. Well, the thing is, possible. if you see it, if you go at night time, you'll be able to see the bats flying around. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go. No I won't. <laughs> they'll see me. I won't see it. They'll see me coming from a million miles oh, away. Oh, Danny, they'll definitely. They'll see, see you. me. They, 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 their, their echolocation will be so accurate. They'll see the exact look of fear on my face. One hundred and ninety times a second, they'll see it, <laughs> and they'll know to avoid and you. And they'll and they'll just be like, "Let's get them." But I, I think I think it's just so um, with all the bad press yeah. gripe that the uk government i mean like that's something that bats and the uk government share bad press um i think you know but with bats it's not deserved it's I not with bats it's not deserved that's the key difference and like though. it's nice to hear a bit of uk legislation which is purposeful meaningful and for all the right reasons yeah yeah you know one one side is a bunch of blood-sucking parasites <laughs> and the other are bats okay that's a very key difference but it's, it's good to know that there is well said, well said. <laughs> not that it's political or anything but you know yeah no it's good to know that there is legislation to protect these seemingly wonderful creatures on one side 
there is a one percent population population <laughs> where one percent is infected with rabies. <laughs> On the other side, <laughs> who care, who knows who knows what diseases these guys have? That okay, we're not political or anything. We're not however, political or anything. Anyway, um, I've been George. I've been Danny. George, thank you very much for that. Because um, it was a surprise topic for me, to anyone listening. I didn't know that we were going to go into this. I thought we were going to go into some other aspect of Costa Rica or... But are saviors of the universe. And tequila, which is uh, not to be biased or anything. I've actually got some. Ooh, we should Yeah, we should have a shot after this. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, no, that was wonderful. So thank you for all the information. Now it's the thing I know. And I'll do my best. I, I swear I will do my best to be uh, um, objective about bats. But if the moment one flies near my head, I will probably throw all this knowledge out the window <laughs> and call them horrible things. I mean, there wasn't anything in the UK legislation about insulting bats. <laughs> I don't think you can get up to six months in prison or an unlimited fine for insulting a bat. But who knows, they might add it on. Well, no, it was good. If things get more desperate, as the climate worsens, <laughs> even, like, abusing animals verbally uh, uh, might come up. It's, it, it has given me the idea for, like, a, a dystopian short story where we're entirely dependent on bats, but then we as people can't accept it. <laughs> Through echolocation, they're just picking up insults. Yeah, basically. <laughs> or, or or maybe some kind of sci-fi story where the bats get smarter. You know, like Deep Blue Sea, where they make the yes. sharks really smart, but they do it with, like, bats instead. Oh, don't, because you just made me think. Have you watched any of the new Frozen Planet? I haven't. There's a bit where, like, an eagle or a hawk, I think it might be an eagle, like, picks up a mountain goat off the side of a mountain, <laughs> carries it over the drop, and then just drops it. Oh, I think it. I've, seen, I've seen footage like that, though. But, but, I, but I also saw a clip where the goat fights back. Yeah. And, and like, an, another goat comes to, like, try to protect or whatever, and they both beat the hell but out of But I was just imagining, scene. like, a massive bat. This would never happen. It'll never because happen. Because we need... Well, I want to end this episode with positive images yes, of bats. absolutely. But a, a terrifying image of, like, any wind creature, basically, just... just picking us up. Dropping yeah. humans over an edge. It'd be very easy to kill us. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're very fragile. We're very delicate. And bats are even more fragile, so we must protect them. We must always protect them. Look at that segue. That was, that, that was excellent. That was... That was so good. That's I'm the experience of seasoned I, We need to stop talking there. now, because it doesn't get better than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Check um, us out on 30 for knowledge. Send us a message at 30 for knowledge at outlook.com. Or at gmail.com. Or at gmail.com. Yeah. Is it not Outlook? Uh, we've got both. We've got both. We've okay. Got both. Send, send, us, send, us, send it to both. And I am working on a Twitter. I just haven't got around to fully activating the Twitter. Which will just be, as soon as it is, it'll just sort of be full of bat facts. Yes. Until we get some more facts. Bat facts. And, uh, and follow us on Instagram at 30 for knowledge. Yeah. And I've been Danny. I've been George. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And see you real soon. That's my bat impression. Bye. Ah! That's my, that's my <laughs> peacock impression. <laughs>